Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> hey, this is Rudy from RPG Retrofit. Um, I'm excited about your uh, new zine show. That's a great idea. There are so many great RPG zines out there. Um, and to have, you know, to start getting them highlighted and, and if you're able to do interviews with the people making them, that's going to be awesome. So I'm count me as somebody who is pumped for the new show. Have an awesome new year, and I'll check you on the flip side. I, I make that sound like that's like my call. Like that's my motto. <laughs> I've never said that in my life before. Anyways, thanks, man. We'll see you on the flip side. Hey, Frothers, Jason, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I will miss the recaps because I enjoy them, but you have to do what you feel is right, and you have to go with your heart, and zines are something that are interesting that I would enjoy hearing about. So, all in all, I'm excited for the new show. I'm excited for the idea. I hope you have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, you know, whatever it is that falls in your belly, Rick. Hope it goes well. For you and your family, I uh, look forward to talking to you next year. So, take care, buddy. Congratulations on one year and happy Christmas. Happy 2020. 2020. I got it. Have a wonderful time to you and your family. And I look forward to hearing your zine Sunday, your new adventure. It's fun to start something new. I, I think that's a lot of fun, just getting in there, trying something new. That's it for me. Happy holidays. Hey everybody, it is Froth here, Thought Eater Podcast, Thought Eater Blog, hope you're doing well, thank you for listening, and yes, welcome to the first episode of Sunday Zine Club. I've had this, you know, kicking around in the old froth noodle, the old froth brain for months now, uh, I know I announced it back before the holidays, and I've finally gotten the first episode going for you, so I am very excited what is this show? Well, it is a weekly show, uh, you know, much like Hump Day Blogorama, where I'm, I'm celebrating the blogs. I wanted to do something to celebrate the zines. The zines are like another side of the coin from the blogs, that those last bastions of DIY creativity in the hobby, that individualism, and uh, just fun artifacts to hold in your hand. Um, and uh, I just, I just love them. And so... This show is all about celebrating zines, much in the way I celebrate blogs on Wednesdays. So, while the format is likely to evolve over time, uh, I plan on bringing you news, reviews, uh, you know, links to interesting things going on with the uh, zine scene, as well as interviews. I'm really excited about that. I've got a great interview for y'all in the first episode today. I'm talking with Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor, who did the Manor zine and, and a ton of other zines. And I hope to bring you many more creator interviews over time. <clears throat> Much like Hump Day Blogorama, there is a companion zine post for this over at the Thought Eater blog. Just Google Thought Eater blog or go to frothsofdnd.blogspot.com. That'll have all the links we talk about. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, and at the end of the show, we'll have the free zine of the week. So, um, that's something that I, I think will stick, uh, from show to show. So, so anyway, the other thing I'd like to mention just 
at the front, you know, I'm calling this Sunday Zine Club. I want it to feel like a club. So if you are a listener out there, you are a zine creator, you have something going on, I want to know about it, I can mention it on the show. If you want to send me copies of stuff, hey, I'm not turning down free zines. I will take them. Uh, I can review them on here or plug them and talk about them. Or if you are a zine creator that wants to be considered for an interview on the show, you can, if you're using the Anchor app and that unlikely event, you can message me on Anchor or you can email me, froth, frothsof at gmail.com. There's also a contact form on the Thought Eater blog. If you're in desktop view on the right-hand column, there's a contact form. So don't be shy. you got something zine-related going on. I want this to feel like a community, like a club. That's the idea. So let me know about it, and I will put it on the show. All right, so I think one of the big topics going on right now in the zine scene, unless you've been just completely tuned out, you've been hearing about Zine Quest, Zine Quest 2. What is Zine Quest? So this is kind of like promoted by Kickstarter. The first one was last year, and they encourage creators to do zines, you know, to kickstart different zine projects, and Kickstarter, in turn, will kind of cross-promote those and everything else, and it just encourages people to make them. Uh, so this was in February of last year, and it's going to be all through February of this year. And I put up a link to the creator link um, through Kickstarter where it it goes into the, the details, you know, that you have to follow uh, to be part of ZineQuest. Basically, it has to be RPG-related, has to be... Uh, a5 or smaller, uh, can only feature one color printing, must be unbound, folded, stapled, or saddle stitched, no hardcover or perfect binding allowed, and the campaigns are short, only two weeks at the max to fund. And it's got um, uh, information on how to participate, uh, to let them know so that they can be promoting it. And it's got like a logo packs that you can download. It's got uh, links to old uh, to stuff from last year, as well as uh, resources. Some good articles actually. Uh, John Peterson from Playing at the World, um, an interview about um, RPG zines w- with them, as well as uh, um, some stuff from Jonathan Tweet and uh, a look back at last year. So. Thought we'd talk about this for a little bit and probably be talking about it, you know, certainly over the next month or more. ZineQuest, what a great idea. Um, You know, a couple of thoughts. So this is really good for both the creator and the, you know, the purchaser, um, uh, the customer um, for for a number of reasons. For for the creator, it's great to have this extra promotion uh, from Kickstarter behind you because there are so many Kickstarters that flow out there. It would be very easy for your thing to get lost. Um, but by being you know under the ZineQuest banner and getting that kind of cross-promotion and being on lists and everything else, it's going to bring a lot more eyes to your product and uh, give you a, a much better chance of funding and being successful. And... Um, it's also cool because it just encourages people to create, and that's always a good thing. You know, I know Kickstarter gets a cut, but hey, I like this. I like it a lot. Now, from a customer standpoint, it's really great because, you know, instead of funding, you know, $60 and up, you know, who knows how much you spend on some Kickstarters. Uh, 
you know, but instead of spending, you know, a small fortune on, on one single product, uh, these are generally, you know, much more affordable. So you can, you know, back multiple things. Now you do have to be careful <laughs> because once they've got something, you know, for five bucks or, or, or something like that, it is easy to just start clicking and backing and backing and backing. And before you know it, you've spent more maybe, and this comes up later in the interview with Tim, um, you maybe spent more than you planned on it. The other tip, I'm just going to give you a hot froth tip that I learned from last year. These can launch any time in the month of February. So you can very easily get really excited at the very beginning, back a ton of stuff, and then more cool stuff just keeps coming out. So one thing I might advise, you know, they are short uh, funding periods, but I might, if you're, you're looking at something, maybe set a reminder so you know when it's getting, you know, getting ready to be cut off, but it'll still allow you time to be looking at a lot of the other zines that come out because, you know, you don't want to put yourself in the poorhouse uh, back in this stuff. And the other thing I would say is there were a lot last year. There's going to be way more zines this year. I'm seeing so much talk. I'm seeing some people talking about just launching four zines by themselves there. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, actually, um, there's a spreadsheet that, um, uh, was linked from over at, uh, from Ben over at Mazurian's garden and more on what Ben's doing with zines, um, uh, in a minute. But, uh, anyway, this spreadsheet from Zeshio was doing the data from ZineQuest 2019. And so it looks like the total ZineQuest uh, zines of all of last year was 105. I would not be surprised if it was at least five times that number this year. If not ten times, it, it would it would not shock me with the um, the amount of chatter and talk that I'm seeing. I'm looking at various forums, blogs. I'm seeing folks on Twitter with uh, you know tagging their own names with their ZineQuest Kickstarters that are coming out. I think last year the ZineQuest kind of took people maybe a little bit by surprise and they weren't prepared. Now they've been waiting a full year to be part of this. It is going to be a ton of things. So. You know, be selective as you can because there's just going to be so much of it and maybe set yourself some reminders so that you don't kind of just blow it all at the very beginning and then miss out on, you know, have to miss out on some stuff later because you didn't budget out correctly. Um, the other things about ZineQuest is, you know, there's the good and the bad. You know, part of the bad is, uh, well, I guess it's good and bad, uh, if something funds and, you know, I'm wait, I'm still waiting on a couple of things from ZineQuest last year. And uh, they, they both happen to be from, you know, first-time Kickstarter, first-time creators, you know. So, the, the, you know, Kickstarter's infamous for sometimes things uh, taking a long time or, or never happening or whatever. And uh, people being out a lot of money. So the good side of it is it's not a lot of money to back these generally. So if something does go wrong... A product gets delayed or what have you you're not out a ton of money uh, but the, the bad is that you you know you are going to have people that are doing this for the first time which is great that's not the bad thing it's just that maybe they were not uh, completely prepared for how it was going to work maybe they weren't prepared for the success they were going to have 
or uh, they didn't have um, you know backup plans for different things that might happen. So you're going to run into some some um, Zine Quest Kickstarters that run really smoothly, uh, and you're going to run into some that just inevitably are not. And uh, that's kind of goes hand in hand with backing any Kickstarter, but with uh, with Zine Quest, I think because it's a Zine, it's a smaller um, product generally. Um, you know, people are that have maybe never you know done a lot of creating things uh, are willing to take a chance and are inspired to do things and as a result maybe have not planned it through as well so you can you know you can expect some hits and misses with this at least in my prior experience uh last year but that being said said i plan on spending a lot of money on this i can't wait to see what people do I am most excited about these off-the-wall original ideas rather than kind of just the traditional zines. Not that I don't love those, but last year I backed some that were really, really interesting, like this game about, you know, um, grandmothers, you know, fighting evil, and uh, I had this uh, cool uh, sci-fi meets um, fan, uh, sword and sorcery fantasy uh, zine and uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So so anyway. Zine Quest is upon us, and uh, so whether you are a creator or someone that's going to be backing some stuff, it is a very exciting time to be into the zines. All right, so some features and stuff, and again, I have got all these links that I'm talking about over at the Thought Eater blog um, in in the order that I discuss them. But uh, you know, I announced this. Show, I've been thinking about this show for a while. I announced it back uh, prior to the holidays, and I was really excited in the interim to see that Ben L from the Missourians Garden blog, MissourianSGarden.blogspot.com, has started a series of posts on zines, and these are fantastic so far. Now you might know Ben L from the Through Alton's Door zine. It's got two issues so far. I've got both of them in print. Now, unfortunately, the prints are sold out. These are so great. The artwork is unbelievable. The content is great. So the print copies are sold out. I don't know when they'll be back. I do have links to uh, Ben's uh, storefront where um, if, if the print copies come back, you'll be able to find them. But I also have links to where you could at least purchase the PDFs from drive-thru, again, through Alton's Door, uh, just a wonderful and extremely creative uh, zine from Ben L. So be sure and check those out because Ben's not just posting about zines. Ben also makes some great zines. But anyway, at Missourian's Garden, they, they put up a post originally um, about two new series of posts they're going to be doing about zines. And they've got uh, a couple of those posts up now. One, I think, would be just extremely helpful if you are uh, looking to create a zine. It's a whole breakdown of, of printing and how that works. So it's got uh, you know options using a copy machine, printing at home, different kind of styles you can do, printing at print shops, uh, digital printing, offset printing, uh, printing through online printers and everything else. So this is a lot of information, very well laid out and researched. So if I was going to be, um, you know, just starting something new, you know, for me, I just put it up on, you know, my th things are pocket mods. So I'm just going to be putting them up on drive through. It's not a lot to expect people to, you know, print one sheet out and fold it themselves. But this has got a lot of information depending on the different styles of zines you're going to do. So a wonderful breakdown of how the printing works for, um, can work for you. 
and I've got that link up. And then Ben also did a review of Jack Shear's Dirge of Eurasia. Uh, I, I purchased this immediately because I like um, Jack's writing. Um, and uh, Jack does the Tales uh, of the Grotesque and Dungeon-esque blog. And um, anyway, uh, uh, Ben's got a review of that over uh, as well. So great blog series that Ben's working on uh, doing kind of uh, how-tos and helpful information about zines as well as zine reviews. So you can expect me to be you know talking about this uh, whenever... Ben puts up something new because it just fits into the show perfectly. So when I saw these, I was like, oh, great, great. That's definitely going to be a topic. So anyway, be sure and check out Ben's through Alton's Door zine as well because it is just fantastic. So good zine stuff going on from Ben L. over at MissourianSGarden.blogspot.com. I also noticed over the OSR Grimoire, this is Paleo Logos' blog. If you haven't noticed, you know, if I see zine-related stuff now on blogs, probably not going to put them on a hump day. I'm probably going to set them aside and bring them over to the zine show. So, uh, but anyway, I, uh, um, I really love this OSR Grimoire blog. I've mentioned it on the hump day show before, Paleo Logos. They're doing a, a look back at the strategic review. You know, one of the old school zines, old school newsletter for tactical studies rules. Um, and they're talking about the strategic review number one from spring 1975. They kind of break down the contents and talk a little bit about it. So uh, if you want to see kind of a retro review, a retro walkthrough of a very old school zine, you know, we're talking about new school zines and now we're going really old school. So if you want to check out some information about that old strategic review number one that's over at osrgrimoire.blogspot.com these old strategic reviews you know you can find them you know search around online you know i'm not a, a big pirate or, or anything like that but uh you know something from 1975 uh like that i, I don't mind you know tracking it down to to take a look at it and um you know, these things got interesting fast, and you can see the evolution really quickly into uh, the Dragon magazine. So uh, those are cool to check out, and if you want to read about what what, what was in that those little newsletters, uh, you can check that out at OSR Grimoire. They uh, they packed a lot in into those things. So um, so anyway, and one of my favorite creators in all of the OSR um, is um, uh, Richard LeBlanc. From New Big Dragon Games. I've talked about Richard's uh, D30 sandbox and DMs companions before. Um, does a lot of tools that are really helpful, uh, hex sheets and, and whatnot, and as it does maybe the the quintessential BX screen to end all BX screens. And um, Richard has launched a uh, a new uh, zine. They, they did one before it's called the dragon horde, but it had been a few years since another, another one had come out and, uh, they've got the new one up dragon horde volume two issue one, wherein evil lies. And this is available free pay what you want at drive through. I've got a link up for that. And it was reviewed, uh, by Bryce Lynch over at 10 foot pole. So it's got a review up for that. And it's a really positive review. Um, and they even say it's worth it just to steal for some of those tables. And yeah, Richard LeBlanc, known for really promoting the D30, so has put up all these D30 free PDFs and stuff over the years. Uh, is very good at, at putting together random tables and everything like that. So if you want to check out this other new zine and read a little bit about it, 
It's got the review over at 10 Foot Pole, Wherein Evil Lies, The Dragon Horde, Volume 2, Issue 1, from Richard LeBlanc, A New Big Dragon Games, and I got a link up, you can check that out. Something else I spotted that was really cool, this is over at thegrognardfiles.com, you know, they do a podcast, well, they've got a post-up, uh, Dirk over there has a post-up, Fanzine Scrapbook, Demon's Draw, and it's like an addendum to an interview they did with uh, Paul Fricker, um, talking about Pulp Cthulhu. And it's a look back at the fanzine Demon's Draw that they were part of back in the early 80s. And so it's got uh, a lot of images. Now, you know, you would be wrong if you assume that zines are somehow a new thing. You know, I first became aware of them um, with skate zines, skateboarding zines, uh, back in the 80s. And, you know, there were a lot of, uh, you know, classic awesome RPG fanzines uh, done back in the day and so this has got a lot of cool images of this Demon's Draw um, zine that I would love to get my mitts on. Wow, these are some amazing fan art and uh, just really cool stuff. So this was back in the early 80s. It said that it actually had um, they did a print, you know, they had print runs of 400 copies at, at their peak with 80 subscribers so, um, anyway, this is stuff you're probably not going to see anywhere else unless you, you know, lived in those days and had copies. So if you want to see some of these images, uh, from this old demons draw RPG zine, I've got a link to that over at the grognardfiles.com. Finally, before we get to the interview with, uh, with Mr. Shorts, uh, something else I saw an announcement for a future zine that looks great. I saw this over at the Mary Mushman blog. MaryMushman.CanalBlog.com is just showing some future, some pages of their future zine. The hit, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be called the Mary Mushman. It doesn't actually tell the title, but it has got uh, really nice colors and artwork and layout for this. Um, uh, so anyway, I don't know what the announcement. You know, it, it doesn't announce what the title is going to be. But if you want to take a look at this future zine from the Mary Mushman. It looks like uh, definitely something I'm going to want to get a copy of. Uh, bright, colorful, and interesting. So it's got some images up on that. Just kind of a future scene announcement. All right. So I am thrilled today to have on the show legendary anchorite Tim Shorts from the Gothridge Manor podcast, Gothridge Manor blog, Gothridge Manor Patreon, and perhaps most importantly to the show, The Manor Zine. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show. Welcome to Sunday Zine Club. Hey, thanks, Frother. Appreciate you uh, having me in. Yeah, so this is a brand new show and everything that I'm trying out. So I'm still, you know, you're kind of like the guinea pig. So that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) So the format and everything might change, but, you know, the whole idea is, you know, talking about zines, news about zines. Uh, you know, sharing some, some links and then talking to some creators. And so I, I definitely yeah, wanted great. you to have, a, yeah, I, I wanted you to have you on the show. Cause I know like me that you are a zine lover. Yes. And then also, uh, I'm just a big fan of the manor and I meant to pull them all out. I've got them all, but what it was like nine or 10, uh, <laughs> the regular magazine. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and then countless other, you know, mini zines and zines with your Patreon and everything else. So, yeah. yep. so, um, 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just said, uh, yeah, yeah, but I got a lot of zines through my Patreon and, and you know, started off with the, the Manor zine. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I wanted to talk a little bit about, I've been seeing you mention little murmurings about zine quests coming up, and that's going to be a big topic over, uh, you know, the next month plus uh, probably on this show. And then at the end, I've got uh, the questions three, some questions that I'm going to ask uh, different creators, you know, the same questions um, re re related to zines. But I guess oh, zine quest, mm -hmm. I, you know, I think it took a lot of people kind of by surprise last year. So a lot of people swore to themselves they were going to do something this year. What can you tell us? Is there anything you can tell us about your plans for zine quest this year? Yeah, I mean, you kind of described me exactly with that because <laughs> uh, last year I really was uh, interested in doing it and it just kind of time caught up to me. And I just, I don't want to go into a Kickstarter without it having been written. You know, I don't want to, I, I definitely want to have it finished before I go in. And so I've been pretty much taking January and plugging away at it and working at it. I've got uh, Jim Magnuson doing my artwork for me. He just uh, delivered my cover art. So now we're working on some in interior art. And in general, what it's going to be, like in simple terms, it'll be like a, a small hex crawl type of situation. So there'll be a uh, the, the uh, Hamlet of Hound's Head will be the, I guess, if you want to call it base or something. And it's kind of based off my campaign. And then I'm going to have a, a few adventures that are connected to it they're separate but connected at the same time so it's like your typical hex crawl you can kind of uh, approach any one of them at any time and in any any order and then in addition to that i'm going to have like see these small side quests like these you know little slice of life side quests that i always love adding to my game so that's that's the general gist of what it's going to be and hopefully i can fit it into 24 28 pages that's always the trick yeah excellent it's uh you know you know i'll be back in it and uh it's definitely an advantage, I think, for you having done so many um, zines before because I'm seeing, you know, Zine Quest was big last year. Uh, like you mentioned, it's great that you're going to have it written because I'm still waiting on a couple of things, you know, that I backed last year's Zine Quest, you know, and, you know, these aren't mm -hmm. source books, you know, they're zines. So a lot of people were kind of, you know, doing a lot of the work after the fact. Um, but, uh, I'm well, seeing so many people talking about doing it this year. And I know many of them have maybe have never, you know, done a zine before. So, yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, underestimate the amount of work that goes into a zine. It kind of looks, you know, it's small, it's you know, unintimidating looking, but then once you start getting into it, it's, you know, it's, it's not, a, you know, like I said, it's not just a simple thing. It's like, it's very deceiving. So if people are going to go into this, they should definitely do the uh, majority of their work ahead of time because my I'm going to be a complete newbie to Kickstarter because I've never done it before. So that's why I wanted to get what I know out of the way so I can focus on what I don't know. Yeah, that's the whole other side of it is managing a, um, you know, a crowdfunding effort like that, plus the shipping and, and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me ask you this with uh, – so what got you started doing the manor? Was it seeing other people doing zines? You know, this is back in the G plus days, the OSR kind of, you know, 
you know, peaking in a lot of ways. Um, what, what, what was the motivation you just wanted to, you know, how, how did that come about? Well, I've always been interested in doing that kind of stuff. Even back in the eighties, I used to, me and a friend used to do these, um, <laughs> we call them like horror pamphlets because we didn't know how to make a, a zine. You know, I'd never heard of a long arm stapler or anything. And until later in the eighties, like we used to make these zines and then we used to use, um, uh, what were they called? Safety pins to kind of keep them together. Cause I, I saw like the old punk zines doing that to kind of bind them together and, uh, I know my grandmother had like a whole drawer full of them. So we made these zines on that. I forgot what that little machine is where you, that horrible purple ink and, and, it, and you kind of just cranked it and it made copies of a piece of paper, but it was just, just got awful. But we would make them on one, like a single sheet and fold them up like a pamphlet. And then, it, then when I got into the OSR, actually what really got me motivated was Christian Walker doing his, uh, Lovatar zine you know years mm. years ago and once he did that and I and I talked to him a little bit and he was very helpful getting me started and you know once you start I mean I, the zine should have a warning because once you start doing them they, they, they get addicting because then you want to do <laughs> another one and another one so yeah so that's pretty much it I so uh if you don't like my zines blame Christian Walker he's the, he's the reason why I'm doing them so yeah and so I, I guess that just you see you were one of the first people that I knew that actually had a Patreon, and so yeah. that it kind of just get to where you're doing so much stuff on the Patreon that it wasn't you know it wasn't just the manner anymore. You're, I, you know I, I I always plug your Patreon, but you know you've got you do stuff in multiple formats for the Patreon. You know you've got yeah. um, laminated cards uh, of different sizes. And then sometimes, sometimes there'll be, you know, like just a fold, you know, like a kind of a four page folded type zine. Sometimes it'll be miniature zines and everything else. So to just kind of evolve into the Patreon, I guess, and just doing a bunch of different types of things. It did. The Patreon kind of <laughs> took over once I started doing that. I can't remember who got me into that one. I, I want to say it was um matt jackson but i hate giving him any credit for anything so you know but yeah I think don't it do was, that <laughs> I, yeah I, 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 for some reason is it, is it too late him. too late to restart this thing no I'm yeah that's right race erase uh but yeah i mean there, it's it's time because i don't you know, you know i only have so many hours in the day and uh that took me time but what the the patron really allowed me to do is i could produce a lot of content uh and experiment with layouts of all different kinds i mean you've been a backer from the beginning which you know you've always been super supportive and i appreciate all your your um when you you know oh. uh, shout out the shout out the stuff you know it's i always appreciate absolutely well, hey i've got a i've got a shoebox full of stuff now so <laughs> it was a, it's a, been a great investment i mean it's it's incredible the the, the sheer amount of stuff you've done uh, when you look back at it, do you keep, do you, you keep your, you know, I'm sure you keep your own copies of all your zines and everything like that. You know, uh, you'd think I would, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I have them all on PDF and everything. And I have some of them are printed out, but usually the printout ones I save for folks like 
there's a lot of times where I'm online and people are looking for short adventures or maybe they want to run something with their kids. So I'll just, you know, it's like, Hey, I got this stuff. Let me fire it off to you. See if it's something you like and, and whatnot. And, you know, so that way I kind of can share it with other folks. But the, the big thing that Patreon really helped me do is, and, and as you can tell, probably from your shoe box, nothing's really alike. There's formatting differences in this. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm always experimenting because I just like to see what I can mess with. You know, I'm a, I'm a font hoarder, you know, I love, <laughs> you know, going <laughs> out and, and uh, experimenting with different fonts and how I can work that in with the artwork or how I can make, the, make the presentation of an adventure as accessible and easy for uh, a GM because you know, the five ebooks, as much as I love them and everything, they're just freaking overwhelming. I mean, you get those, those big tomes and this is an adventure that's supposed to last you, you know, for, for a long time. Well, I, I write adventures that I, I want to run. So I want real short ones that I can get a framework of an adventure, add some interesting tidbits in there, but generally it's a loose enough frame framework. So when I get into the adventure, I kind of know the gist and then I can like fill in all the gaps and have a fun evening, you know, torturing my players. No, I love the, the format and zines are totally, you know, they, even if they're not, even if they're dense, cause there are a lot of, you know, dense zines out there. Yeah, they sometimes. just feel, they just feel more accessible, you know, given mm -hmm. the format and everything. So, um, and uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we get to the questions three is yeah, sure. you like, you like me are not, you know, are not a, like a visual artist. I mean, you draw your maps and everything, but you don't, you know, you look for artists, you know, to, you know, to bring in for like a monster image and stuff like that. Oh, and gosh, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do not want me drawing right. the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be insulting by saying no, that. No, not at all. Uh, no. But it, I think same for me. You, I think if you see on uh, the Manor 9 and everything, uh, the little stick figure picture I sent Dennis uh, McCarthy and what he created, because I wanted to show the comparison of what I sent him and then what he actually drew. It's just freaking hilarious how how horrible. <laughs> and, and, and so you've, you've gotten some established artists that you work with. And then, mm -hmm. you know, just I'm just thinking like for other people that are looking to make zines and they're maybe feeling held back by the art. What mm -hmm. are some other ways? Uh, you look for art you know for your zines or, or how would you how do you approach that not necessarily being somebody that does the illustrations themselves well i mean i i rpg now or rpg drive through uh definitely a stock art hoarder in too i and, you know definitely gather as much as that but there's a ton of great artists that are on patreon also and if you join them uh, you get access to their artwork and you can get access to artwork normal people or other people wouldn't get a hold of and you're building up this relationship with them and a lot of times they will work with you because everybody knows like you know zines you're not gonna you're not gonna make a lot of money if any at all so you know they're mainly a vanity project so when you're working with these guys I still try to treat them as good as I can and like, like with Jim and everything, I'm, I'm paying him some ahead of time, but I also want to make sure like when all said and done, if everything gets fulfilled, he gets a cut of the profits too, because definitely the zines, especially they need that artwork to really, uh, um, yes. 
to 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 I don't know get become fully realized, and, yeah, and that that's artwork is just important as my words. Yeah, but for new folks, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm fr- Oh, I was gonna say that's that's when I get really jealous of like Ray Otis, you know, who's oh, he know, sucks. I know. You know what I mean? And I yeah. hate Ray. I know. I hate those guys who can do everything. They can write. They can draw. (laughs) Fantastic. They suck. I just can't stand those guys. That's just like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have him on actually. So I want to make sure he knows. Can't stand him. Well, well, yeah. Just make sure you tell Ray I said he sucks because he can do all that (laughs) stuff. So. All right. So now these might change. This is my, just my idea of having like a set three questions that I ask everybody that, that comes on. So this is going to be, you know, the last, the last things. And obviously mm-hmm. I'm going to have links to your, um, you know, your blog and Patreon on the companion post on this. So, okay, thank um, you. All right. so here are the questions three. Okay. Number one, what makes zines so magical? I think the accessibility to them, not only for the people who consume it, but the people who are making it, because uh, I wouldn't be able to sit down like some of those, some of the guys who can sit out and put out like a, a source book that's like three to 500 pages long. I will never do that, but I can do zines and I love doing zines. And then I know people, you know, it's a, it's a small investment monetarily, but it's a big investment like emotionally if that makes sense and uh and i think zines are able to carry that they you know they 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 carry the vision of maybe a single person or a like-minded group of people who put their heart and soul into these little pieces of paper and they're just thrilled to see it in print and other and see it in other people's hands okay question number two what is something you've learned making zines that you wish you knew before you started? Oh boy. I guess the, (laughs) I guess shipping (laughs) is always um, a bit of a landmine to navigate because the, the rates go up and change. And, you know, when you're dealing with worldwide shipping, that's when it starts feeling like a business (laughs) and you're, you're trying to, make sure everybody gets their stuff on time and in a, in a good manner. And um, I guess I wish I would have known a little bit more about that, but I was fortunate enough that like uh, the, the post office where I'm at was very generous with their time and explained some of the few things and how I could uh, maybe reduce my postage cost by doing different things and everything. So uh, but nice. I, w- I would say that I would say that was probably my, everything else. I, I really, I love learning along the way. Yeah. I, that, that to me is like an important question to ask because it's uh, especially of people that have, have done a lot of them and, 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 you know, and have experience doing it. Uh, Cause I think people can learn from that. So I, I appreciate that. You know uh, what? All right. And I got, I'll add on to that too. I'm sorry for us. And, and uh, no. the big thing is, is don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, if you need, because there's so many good gamers out there, and if you need a map or a picture or someone to look at it and edit your horrible spelling or typos, you know, at first I wasn't sure how, you know, how people would react to that. But every time I've done that, it's just been amazing of the support that you would get when you do that stuff. So don't be afraid to ask for help because there, there are people out there to, to, to help. 
that's definitely good advice for anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. All right. So, and, and number three, do you have a favorite zine? Oh, geez. I have so many. It just depends on what the, what, I mean, I, I, I always have a soft spot in my heart for Lovatar because it was the thing that was the, that was the one that got me into it, you know? So that one right there will always be on my top and everything. I, and I have, I have all these zines. Good grief. Now, now you've made them jump out of my head. I can't even think of, think of all. Well, of usually it's, a, it's that first one that comes to mind that, that probably qualifies, you know? Yeah. So. There's been so many OSR guys out there have done some fantastic zines that I've collected over the years. And, and I have like, it looks like I go, I have like 20 some boxes of those, uh, zine vaults that were kickstarted years ago that i have wow and they're they're just jam full full of zines and then i have another shelf full of zines on top of that wow i thought i had a collection i'm not even close well i've been kind of collecting them for a while so um yeah and and people sometimes just send them to me as a thank you because they'll say hey the manor kind of inspired me to start my own zine so i want to send you a copy of mine and you know you know that that's fantastic you know you, that really makes my day when that kind of stuff happens yeah that's part of the angle of this show you know tell people i'll take a look at their zines yeah absolutely yeah i can't wait for it it sounds like a lot of people are going to get into it this year and and i'm really excited about uh uh seeing like some of the new guys what they produce and everything some of the stuff you know most people who know me know the shit that I'm going to produce. So they don't, you know, it's like, Oh, I know what Tim's going to do, but some of these new guys I'm really excited about to, uh, uh, you know, see what they're coming up with. I think Dave Aldridge was talking about, so I'm kind of excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah. There were some really, you know, completely original different zines, you know, that back during zine quest, um, last year. That I'll be talking I know, and, about, and, and, and it was amazing on how like successful some of them can, became. I was just like, really, because when I was doing my research and uh, looking at Kickstarter and checking out, you know, just trying to feel out uh, the different like pledge levels and what goals I should set, and and you know, trying to keep it in line with uh, it, it being a zine because that can never be forgotten. But but some of the success of it yeah, just blew my mind. How how you know? How I think part of it it's. Part of it's kind of like a, uh, like a tapas bar or whatever, where, you know, because it's a few, it's a few bucks less or whatever. So you, uh, you buy a lot of them and then you end up spending more than you would have on a huge book. Right. Uh, yeah. That's what it was for me this year, this year, it's, uh, it's this year I got to be, try to be selective, but it's, it's, it's going to be rough. So yeah, you got to budget that out. Before. Yeah. I, I hear you. I got to do that myself. Cause I'm oh, definitely. Oh, this one's right. only seven. Exactly. Yeah. You know, zines later. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. And then you're you're eating peanut butter and jelly for the month because you don't have <laughs> enough money for lunch. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, Tim, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, look forward to you know many more things from you and seeing what you do for Zine Quest. So appreciate uh, you being on the show. Yeah, thanks for asking me, Froth. I really do appreciate it. And it's glad to talk to you. It's the first time I think we've ever spoken. So it was good to do that. And, uh, and again, thank you for all your support. And what you're doing in the Anchor community, man, you, everything you do to support other creators and anchorites is just amazing. So you, do, you just do a fantastic job.
Well, I appreciate that very much. And thanks again. Yep, see you thank later. You. Yep. See you. Bro. Bye. Bye. All right. That was so awesome to have uh, Tim on the show. And I really appreciated uh, Tim coming on. And uh, you can expect many more interviews uh, on the show here. What I will say is that uh, that's probably the worst that the sound quality of the interviews is ever going to be because I was using the Anchor um, app to do that, and it does really poorly with crosstalk. It gets garbled, and I was aware of that, so I try to be really quiet when someone else is talking, but a little bit of that is inevitable. But um, not long after we'd finished the interview, I was talking to Tim about it, and uh, Tim mentioned a bot that you can use uh, on a Discord channel, which I've already kind of figured out. So going forward, I'll just use my Discord to uh, to record these. I think it's still the quality's still fine. It's just uh, you know maybe not ideal. Certainly not pro quality. But hey, we're talking about amateur publications here. This is an amateur podcast <laughs> with a capital A. <laughs> so so anyway. Every, um, at the end of every episode of Sunday zine club, I'm going to leave you with a, a link to a free zine. And I thought, uh, the, the free zine of the week. And what I thought I would do for this one is to talk about one that I was one of the first ones I noticed when I kind of got back into gaming. Um, it's been running since 2004 and it's still kicking. It has, uh, you know, had, let's see how many apps how many issues it's up to 24 issues now you know sometimes they're spread out but they are all up for free and you can download them i am talking about footprints from over at dragonsfoot.org so i have a link up if you've never gone and checked these out you know i imagine a lot of people are familiar with footprints but i imagine some of you might not realize that they put out some more uh recent issues and then i know people are jumping in this hobby all the time it may be that you've recently joined you're into old school gaming, you like that kind of thing, and you never even heard of Footprints. So you've got 24 issues here that have a lot of excellent writing. You'll see a lot of names that uh, kind of um, have gone on to do lots of bigger and you know arguably better things over the years that have had articles in Footprints. Um, there's new classes, adventures, ideas, um, and everything else, articles, monsters, everything you might expect. So if you've, um, whether you've never checked out footprints before, or whether you've, you're, you know, you, you haven't taken a look at it in a while, I've got a link up to where you can download all 24 issues of the excellent free footprints zine for, for free. <laughs> I'm repeating myself. All right, that is the Sunday Zine Club for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I have enjoyed putting it together. It is, like I say, a work in progress. I, I know I'll get better at doing them, but uh, I'm still very excited about it, and I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Like I say, join the club. Let me know about zine-related news, what you're working on. Send me a copy of your zines. Let me know if you want to be um, considered for an interview on the show. Join the club, all right? Um, I want to thank folks back me on Patreon. If you are interested in supporting what I do, it is patreon.com forward slash thought eater. It is only one tier. It is just a dollar a month. So if you like what I'm doing, want to throw a dollar in the tip jar and support me, encourage me and to keep doing the stuff that I'm doing, go to patreon.com forward slash thought eater. Again, thank you to backers. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, remember you can use the anchor app or go, or go to the thought eater blog. On uh, the desktop view, there's a, a, um, uh, a spot where you can submit. Um, 
<laughs> I was doing so well. There's a contact form there. You can also email me, maybe the easiest way, frothsof, frothsof at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so next you'll hear from me is another Hump Day Blogorama. I think that's all I got. I'm probably forgetting something, but um, I do want to thank uh, Rudy from RPG Retrofit, Jason from um, Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and of course the legendary Happy Whisk for the words of encouragement that I played at the beginning of the show. And Logan, let's get out of here. Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade. Zeroing in on your mental trade. Gonna help you escape from the grind. Thought eater gonna blow your mind. Boom, 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 boom.